Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just smashed a spaghetti bolognese. Welcome to the IPL Super Over Show. It's Monday night in Sydney. I'm Menas. I'm jo- joined by Paul. Paul, can you believe it? The regular stage of the IPL is done and dusted. It's finals time. Just like that. Yeah, g'day, Menas. Um, just like that with 70 games. Um, but it gives them very quick. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing that uh, this time next week we'll be talking about the winner. Yes, and what a way for the, the regular season to come to a conclusion with two youngsters starring on the final evening, Cameron Green for Australia, making a brilliant century for Mumbai of just 47 balls, an ominous sign for his opponents, his opponents to come, especially those in the near future. And then, well, we saw a changing of the guard almost in India with Virat Kohli outdone by Shubman Gill. Both scored centuries, but Gill's team got the chocolates and that knocked out RCB. So a dramatic final evening. Uh, Indian and Australian fans, I'm sure we'll look forward to seeing Gill v Green soon in plenty of contests. But Paul, well, for those listening for the first time, We've got six balls to dive into to wrap up the week's action. It's a super over of IPL highlights. Paul, you get to open the bowling this week. Well, first of all, just on that, um, uh, we love, we sometimes talk about how how much <laughs> Sorry. Is... Sorry. Well, I just like monologued and then. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't say that at all. I mean, I'm the king of the monologue. Um, um, <laughs> what I was going to say was that. Um, one of the, the the refrains of us um, people who've got some memories from cricket a long time ago about how much cricket has changed, it wouldn't have been that long ago that uh, scoring 101 not out of 61 would be regarded as the greatest innings of all time. Now it's talking about that innings by Coley has resulted in a changing of the guard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, bring it on home. You've got the first ball. All right, so um, we'll just recap the table to begin with. So Gujarat finish on top. Um, they all played 14 games, so Gujarat finished on 20 points, so 10 wins and four losses. Um, next up was CSK, down on 17 points, just ahead of Lucknow. LSG coming into the finals, the unfashionable and unfavoured LSG also on 17 points, and Mumbai round out the top four on 16 points. A little bit unlucky uh, below them, Rajasthan and RCB, both on 14 points, and both of them, um, not that it matters, but with a better net run rate than the Mumbai Indians who finished above them. But such is the nature of T20 cricket. Um, Menas, do you reckon that that's a, uh, th- those top four represent the four best teams? I think it's pretty close. I think RCB would like to think they're in the top four, but I just don't think their bowling is good enough to have them in there. So, yeah, I, I think so. And yeah, I agree. Um, I think that um, it would be nice to have RCB in there. Uh, you know, everyone wants to see Coley and Maxwell play a bit more, but 
Um, I've started to get a bit of a, a soft spot for, for luck now late in the piece. Um, they'll, they'll probably win my award as the um, at the power rankings this time through to have come win, win, win uh, to make the finals. Um, and in third spot, better net run rate than Mumbai Indians as well. Uh, the last four games, all of the top four teams have had three wins and one loss. So uh, pretty close there. Um, I noticed, uh, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but that um, if you look at the betting, that Lucknow um, are the clear outsider to win. And I really deplore data mining. I don't know about you, Menas, but I decided to do some just for the for the sake of it. I tried to come up with a stat that would um, prove that Lucknow are going to win. So I cherry-picked and cherry-picked. Uh, and actually, the first one I did um, just about did the job. I said, okay, let's just look at their last four games and add up all the, te- the the position of the teams um, where they... So if they beat a team that came seventh, that's seven points. If they, if they beat a team that came sixth, sixth, that's six points. Add them up and the, and the game that they lost, um, give them a, a... Have to add that double to kind of um, give them a bit of a punishment. So with that insane formula, it probably means nothing. Gujarat yeah. finish on 27, CSK on 36, and tied for first, Lucknow <laughs> and Mumbai on 23. So this is a kind of a, an exercise in two points. One, it now justifies me being able to have a little bit of money on Lucknow and Mumbai and pretend that I've done some, done some analysis. And two, uh, it shows how easy you can make things up. If you, uh, if you start with the end goal and work backwards, you can prove most things. Maybe the worst data mining in history. <laughs> I've got a stat for you later on that will refute that. Um, so, yeah, in essence, um, Lucknow are going to win. Um, and... On the flip side, um, down at the wrong end of the table, um, we should just mention that that uh, one slight, very minor um, good thing for poor old Delhi Capitals is they didn't end up finishing last. They came second last and Sunrisers Hyderabad finished last. Um, and I was, um, you know, w- with the, uh, the coaching staff that they've got, who are also sort of, you know, all recent ex-players, um, it's not not necessarily a surprise. I think they need a bit of a clean out there at that franchise. It's interesting because I know what, well, I have an idea of what David Warner is like. And I know that the one thing he will take from this IPL is the fact that his team finished ahead of Sunrisers, um, the, the <laughs> franchise that let him go unceremoniously a couple of years ago. Uh Yes, I agree with you. LSG, three wins to sail into the finals. They often say, you know, you want to be peaking at the right time. But I guess, and you, this is where you really come into it. I mean, for LSG to win from here, they need to win three more games, which mean six in a row. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty good run they'll need to go on. Yeah, it is. Although that sounds a bit like um, some of those people who go to the roulette wheel and say, well, I'm going to wait for five reds in a row and then I'll bet on black because surely there can't be six in a row. Um, whereas, you know, the universe doesn't know that they've won those three. They're, they're in the past. Cricket's <laughs> not exactly like roulette. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you finished with your power rankings yep. for the week. Yes. Great ladder. Exciting all the way. I think we got the top four. Now it's to Aussie watch, but a little bit of a, a twist on Aussie watch for ball too. So instead of sort of going into the performances of the week, I want Paul and I to letter grade each Australian on their performances in the IPL. And we're only going to do the Australians that have been eliminated because the players that are still there, obviously their story is yet to be concluded. So let's start with 
the Delhi capitals. Who can I, just, can I just firstly, um, given that I'm I'm not actually American, so I don't I'm not all that familiar with letter grades, but it's like A, B, C, D, and you can have plus and minuses. Correct. You skip E, and then there's an F, or is there a possibility of an E as well? No, A, B, C, D, F, and then you write plus and minus. Okay, cool. Great. I can't believe, didn't you get letter grades growing up? No, because I grew up in Australia. Um, so, yeah, we got the high distinctions, distinctions, credits. I grew up in Rose Bay, which and I used to get letter grades, <laughs> which is in Australia. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Delhi Capitals, they finished ninth, only five wins. Ricky Ponting was the coach. Look, I give Punter, unfortunately, a D for this campaign. His team started slow. I thought it was a funny makeup of the top order, and I think it cost his team. Yeah, I think I probably agree with you. I mean, if we were being a bit harsher, we'd give him an F, but um, I can't do that. Um, I, I think a D, though, yeah. Um, I, and we talked about it last time, that I think his brand as a coach has been, has been damaged by this. Agree. All right, now David Warner. 14 games for the Delhi Capitals as captain, 516 runs, six half centuries, made a blistering 80-odd in the final game for his team on the weekend and hit five sixes, which doubled his tally. So he had 10 for the tournament. So his strike rate was 131.63, was the seventh time he's gone past 500 runs in an IPL season. He's the only player to do it seven times. And I give David Warner an A for his campaign. Interesting. Uh, it's kind of strange how he began consistently scoring runs, but slowly, then kind of fell into a hole where he wasn't scoring runs. And then right at the end, he actually started to be a little bit more like the David Warner of old and score some runs at some speed. Um, I think I can't quite give him an A. Um, I, I think I'll give him a B. Um, straight B, B for David Warner. Interesting. The reason I've gone for an A is because... And I've said it a few times, but I really think he was hampered in his stroke play early on by some of the batters around him that I think he felt responsible as captain to hold innings together when he didn't get much support. So, yep, 500 no, runs. Yeah, you've convinced me. I'll, I'll give him a B plus, a B plus. A B plus. And the other thing was then I looked at strike rates and like Devin Conway, who I think had a really good season for Chennai, he's hitting, you know, marginally better. All right. Next player, Mitch Marsh, nine games, 128 runs, highest score of 63, average 14.22, a strike rate of 132, but he did take 12 wickets with the ball, best of four for 27, an average of 14.16, but an economy rate of 8.42. I give Mitch Marsh a C, thought he bowled okay, Batting way under. What do you think? I absolutely agree. Uh, I give him a C as well. I think that his bowling was good. And the economy rate of 8.42 is okay, which sounds crazy, but that's how, you know, the speed of scoring in this tournament was such that that's not too bad. Uh, it's not quite elite, though. And the batting, um, that's a very disappointing average of 14. So I think a C is, is, is appropriate. All right, now we move from the Delhi Capitals to the Punjab Kings. Trevor Bayliss is the coach. They finished eighth with six wins and eight losses. I give Trevor Bayliss a B-. I think his team 
is about that talented. Like, I don't think they were ever really in with a genuine shot at finishing in the top four if you look at some of the other teams. So I think Bayless did a pretty good job with what he had, B-. minus. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd give him... Uh, I'd probably go a C plus, given um, maybe just... They, they did fall away a bit at the end as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can't disagree. Um, C+. Plus. Now, Matt Short played six games for the Punjab Kings, 117 runs at an average of 19.5, a strike rate of 127.17, four overs, none for 25. I give Matt Short a D+, plus, and I gave him the plus bit because it was his first IPL. Mm, I thought that's the... Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. If, if you got to if you got to take into account that, I would give him that as well. I think if you just if you just looked at it on uh, and you didn't know and you just sort of um, uh, those figures are pretty ordinary. Although only six games, um, so he didn't get really too much opportunity. So I might actually just contradict myself and actually give him a C minus. No, no, I can't do that. I mean, I've given that. What did I give um, Marsh a C plus? This is what's hard when it's hard. It must be hard for teachers. I'll go back to um, <laughs> I'll go back to a D plus. Yeah. <laughs> to start to mind the marking curve from this segment. <laughs> you got to mark to the bell curve, mate. <laughs> yeah. All right now, the Rajasthan Royals they finished fifth. One Australian, Adam Zampa, played six games, eight wickets, averaged twenty three point five. Runs per over conceded 8.54. I'm giving him a B. In the games I saw Zampa, he bowled well. The funny thing is, uh, and I, I tend to not disagree with you, but it's kind of like Mitch Marsh, because he bats, has kind of cost himself. Because if he didn't bat at all, we would just say, oh, yeah, he's averaging 14, economy rate of 8.4. Uh, he took 12 wickets. That's um, pretty similar to Zampa's record as well. But because Mitch Marsh... Uh, bats as well and didn't do anything. We we mark him lower, but you know Zampa didn't do anything with the bat. So, um, wow. what did I give Mitch Marsh? It's a good point. It's a very good point. Yeah. So I um, should be writing these down. Yeah. I, well, I'm sure. I'm sure our listeners are committing them to memory. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a B minus, Zampa. Yep. All right. Now to RCB, they finished sixth. Unbelievable when you say it out loud. I, I just love it. Like the like the Melbourne Stars of the IPL. Uh, all glitz and glamour, but no substance. Right, Glenn Maxwell played 14 games, 400 runs off just 218 balls. Yes, yes, that's a real stat. High score of 77, strike rate of 183.48. He hit a lazy 31 sixes. He did only bowl 10 overs. He took three wickets and it conceded nine runs per over. I'll let you go first. As as Maxwell is a little bit of a project of yours, what mark would you like to give him? Yeah, well, um, I, I think if you just look at those figures, you would give him an A. Um, and I think that's probably what I will give him. But I, I do sometimes think that the point that's been made about him um, in the past where that average is 33 is pretty good and that strike rate of 180 is, is very good. Uh, the only thing I'd like to see is maybe strike rate slightly lower and average slightly higher. Um, and they should have given him more bowling. Um, you know, I, I know an economy rate of nine is not great, but I, I think he could have um, bowled a few more overs. So I'll give him an A. Hmm. I want to give him an A, but I'm going to give him a D because <laughs> wherever, like that, you, I mentioned two clubs before, Melbourne Stars, RCB. What's the one common denominator at the moment? Glenn Maxwell. So it's probably his fault. 
Uh, but on performances, without, I'm, I'm just joking. I'll give him an A. He, he put Brad <laughs> batted brilliantly, but uh, boy, um, I'm not superstitious, but jeez. All right, now, uh, one more player. One, uh, two more Aussies, actually, to grade. Uh, Josh Hazelwood for um, RCB. Three wickets in three games before his injury. Conceded 8.44 runs per over. I'm going to give Hazelnut a C minus. Um, well, I think I'll give him a C plus. C yeah, plus. I mean, it was three ga- three games is not much of a, a sample size to mark him on. But I guess if I'm RCB, I'm disappointed because I'd want more from him. And when you think about it, their batting was strong, but their bowling really actually could have done with more of Josh Hazelwood. They didn't get enough early wickets when they were bowling, and it really cost them. So yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Massey C minus. Fair enough. And finally, I'm just going to twist the rules a bit here. I know Gujarat are still playing, but Matt Wade, zero games for Gujarat. But I'm giving you an A-plus. Some of the best bench warming I have <laughs> ever seen. Matt Wade, A-plus. Very good. Um, uh, you know, I'm just straight up and down. I don't do anything um, other than be honest, and I, I cannot rate him because he didn't play. <laughs> All right. Do you want to take ball two, sir? Um, that was ball, ball three. three. Yeah, ball three. Um, I think you've got ball three. Now we're going to go out sli- slightly out of order, um, but I think it's the next one up. Are you want to think about? It? Yeah. Then I'll do two uh, in a row. Yeah, it kind of flows on. Yeah. All right. Well, two balls in a row. It's like the hundred. Same bowler at each end. <laughs> um, did did I heard the hundred might be Vamos gone? So that would be a shame. Anyway, now it was a very good week for the king. Well, sorry. It wasn't a great week for the King the way it finished on Sunday night, but two hundreds for Virat in the IPL this week. The first hundred, a hundred off sixty-three balls at a strike rate of one fifty-nine to help RCB win against the Sunrisers. That was really good win for RCB. They looked like they were, you know, hurtling towards the finals. And then after the the first century last week, he said that. He stays true to his technique because they have test cricket after the IPL. I've never been a guy who tries so many fancy fancy shots because we have to play 12 months of the year. For me, it's not about playing fancy shots and throwing my wicket away. We've got test cricket after the IPL. So I've got to try, try and stay true to my technique. He goes on a little bit more. Next in well on Sunday night in the in the game against Gujarat that they lost, Virat 101 not out of 61 balls, strike rate 166. But RCB lost and they they look short. They look 10 or 15 short. Paul, did Virat's dedication to Test cricket cost RCB in the end? Well, first of all, I think we both agree that it's just nice to hear him talk about the Test cricket. You you sometimes wonder whether. Um, some of the Indian fans are thinking, oh, well, what are we going to do for this after the next nine months? That's the end of cricket till um, the next IPL. I'm exaggerating, but it's great for him to to be talking about the about Test cricket. I think he's, um, in some ways, I think he's selling himself short. Um, I think if he did change his technique, not that he needs to, but I think if he did, he would be smart enough to be able to ring fence that and sort of say, okay, this is my IPL way of playing, get back into the nets and... Um, play uh, more like test cricket and it, it wouldn't influence him because, you know, it's already a very different game and already I'm sure he's got a different approach 
um, to the way that he plays T20 versus the way he plays Test. Now you're going to say, well, he doesn't play um, different shots. He just plays with a more aggressive intent. Um, but I don't think it would affect his game that much if he did change his technique, but I don't necessarily think he'd become better. I don't know that um, that's the reason that Shubman Gill is, is scoring faster than him, that he's got a more um, you know funky technique. Uh, I think it's probably uh, an attitude thing. Um, partially, it's probably just, you know, it is the next generation coming along. And you look at their overall records for the tournament, and it's quite it's quite notable that they both had very, very similar in terms of their output. The Coley, 639 runs at 53, and um, Gill, 680 runs at, at 56. But it's the strike rates of Gill, 152, and uh, Coley, 140. So... Um, I don't think I can criticise him for the way that he played, but yeah, just Gill has had a better IPL. Um, not many have had a better IPL than Coley, but Gill's one of them. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's great for the King to be talking about Test cricket. It's great for him to put it on such a pedestal because he's such a, a big influence in India. But I do think maybe he should have just, you know, put that you know let go of the handbrake in that innings on Sunday night and really try and go hard in those last few overs and, and get his team a, a few more runs did it cost them the match I don't know don't know but um yeah just uh, just interesting for him to say that and you don't often hear batters admit to that often when you ask a batter is it hard changing formats they'll go oh no we do it all the time so for him to actually say that um was quite interesting all right, so that was ball three. All right, um, so I'll do uh, ball four, which we'll call ball five in our own minds. Um, yes. So <laughs> stat leaders after the group stage. Now, firstly, I've forgotten which is the purple and the orange cap. So the purple slash orange cap for the most runs, um, do they actually count the finals, don't they? I think so. Yeah, but at the moment... It's um, Faf on 730 runs ahead of Shubman Gill. The aforementioned Shubman Gill on 680 and Virat Kohli on 639. So, yeah, he's um, he's scored the third most runs in the tournament. So not too bad uh, for Virat. But that's the minor award. The more significant awards um, are... <laughs> <laughs> well, firstly, um, we created a new award, um, and that is the Curtis Patterson Award for the best strike rate with no minimum. Now, at the moment, Curtis Patterson has the best batting average in the history of Test cricket if you have no minimum requirements. Um, so in terms of just who's got the best strike rate, no minimum runs, it's actually someone who scored more than you'd think. Um, Rashid Khan has a strike rate of 237.5, and he scored 95 runs. So that's um, at an average of 47.5, admittedly six innings and four not outs. And um, Umran Malik has scored 19 runs at, at the same strike rate of 237.5. But that's very impressive from Rashid Khan. He should be opening the innings, of course. Here we go. Yeah. Just um, blowing past that. Well, I mean, it's true. Next, the true official award. And this is this this is final. We don't count the, um, the finals here. So the winner of the lime green cap for the best strike rate in the IPL with a minimum of 300 runs is Surya Kumar Yadav with a strike oh, rate. Yes. Goes back. 185.1. 511 runs at that strike rate. Narrowly edging out our own Glenn Maxwell on 183. Klassen has had a, a superb, especially the second half of the tournament, 177. And Nicholas Poran at 173 round out the top four. 
Next up, we have the Jeff Marsh Award for the slowest um, strike rate of the tournament. Let's um, call it the Aaron Finch Award, but anyway. <laughs> um, I feel a bit harsh on this because it, uh, this is probably a compliment to Jeff Marsh because the winner is, uh, again, minimum of 300 runs, is David Warner, who um, had a strike rate of 131, which 132 which is a strike rate that Jeff Marsh could only have dreamt of. Uh, but, that, yeah, it is what it is. And Rohit Sharma is second. Devin Conway, you mentioned as well, who's had a good tournament, but he comes third. Uh, Virat Kohli, fifth um, slowest in terms of those who've made a minimum of 300 runs. A um, couple of special swampy mentions to those who didn't meet the minimum runs threshold but still had extraordinarily slow um, outputs. Kuldeep Yadav had 31 runs from 48 balls at a strike rate of 64.6. Um, and Joe Root, 10 runs from 15 balls at a strike rate of 67. Now, it's pretty low low um, sample size, but not the most um, successful IPL for for Root. And then Deepak Huda, 69 from 77 at a strike rate of 89.6. Um, and just a reminder, of course, that Jeff Marsh's test strike rate was 35 and his one-day strike rate was 56. But one of our one-day greats. Who? Jeff Marsh, 4,357 4, runs and numerous centuries. Hmm. All you Ian need to do... Bo- Ian Booney. All you need to do is we'll, we'll give him 56 as the strike rate, multiply that by three. That's your output. If he was facing every ball, you get 100 and... What's that? 168 runs. Um, you're not going to win many one days like that, even in the 1980s. And then you get the, you get Simon O'Donnell and Tugger in the last 10 overs. They go over a run a ball and all's no. good. We get 210 no. and defend it. Should never have played one-day cricket for Australia. Now, Adam Gilchrist Award for the most sixes. Faf du Plessis. 36 sixes, if you don't mind. Um, Dubai 33, Maxwell 31, and Rinku Singh 29. So uh, plenty of sixes in the tournament. Now, the Michael Bevan Award for the best average uh, with the minimum. Oh, that was, uh, by the way, the, uh, where have I, I missed something here. I think I have. Adam Gilchrist um, Award. No, I think I missed the actual, the proper one, the Lime Green Cap Award. And I, I know, no, I have it. Sorry, I've gone mad. Apologies, everyone. Here we are. Michael Bevan Award for the best average, minimum 300 runs. It is, um, the man himself that we mentioned before, Rinku Singh, with uh, an average of 59.25 ahead of Shubman Gill, 56.66. Uh, Cameron Green is in that list as well, 54.42. He's in fourth. Duplessis is third and Con- and Coley is fifth. Uh, the Alan Nott Award for the best keeper. As always, this award is not given because the importance of keepers is vastly overrated and they probably all dead-heated anyway. I like how you thought about these award names for our audience, <laughs> our young Indian audience listening <laughs> in Mumbai. Like, who's this Alan Knott? Who you is wait, Mike Brearley? You know, one of my goals in life is to um, select an all-time England side and not have Alan Knott as the wicketkeeper and personally show it to every English tragic and just sort of um, wait for them to implode. <laughs> you, you've got to aim high in life. Um the Mike Brearley Award for the best captain, again, not given um, importance of captaincy is overrated. The Mike Brearley Award for the worst average, um, he averaged about 22 in test cricket for five plus. <laughs> Another 50-year-old joke, people. <laughs> Come to our live show. 
Oh dear. You wait till um I've got one here that's gonna take it even further back than that. Sudi on the Rhine, uh Sudi on the Rhine um had ten innings, three not outs, twenty-one runs at an average of three point zero. Um Jason Holder uh had an average of just six from five completed innings. And Deepak Huda, who I mentioned before, uh ten completed innings at an average of what six point nine. <laughs> they stuck right. with him. Okay, now the orange-purple cap, whichever it is, for the most wickets. Uh, at the moment, it's um, Mohamed Chami and Rashid Khan equal first on 24. But the real one that matters, the magenta cap for the best strike rate with a minimum of 30 overs. And this is final. We don't count the finals. Akshar Patel with a strike rate, with an economy rate of 7.19 is the winner. Winner ahead of Krunal Pandya, 7.23. And Kuldeep Yadav, 7.36. Mohammed Siraj, 7.50. And Ravi Ashwin, 7.51. So congratulations there. Now, Menace, those of you who are thinking that Mike really was a bit of an outdated reference, we go to the George Lohman Award for the best strike rate. People talk about um, uh, Dale Stane as having the best strike rate as a bowler, but you've got to look up George Lohman from about 120 years ago. Um, so best strike rate, minimum 30 overs. Uh, Mo Chama, strike rate of uh, 12.2. So taking a wicket basically every two overs, followed by Mohammed Shami, 13.7, and Rashid Khan, 14.0. Um, the Mick Lewis Award for the worst economy rate. And the rules for this are you have to bowl at least 50 balls unless you're English, in which case you get counted as well. Uh, so the winner is Ben Stokes. And <laughs> two bowls. Mick Lewis, what, didn't he have – he had the most expensive – 50 over figures for Australia. Yeah, it was like 10 overs and he went for 90 odd or something. Yeah. Um, so Ben Stokes bowled six balls, went for 18 runs. Um, so uh, pretty simple, economy rate of 18. Liam Livingston um, bowled 42 balls at an economy rate of 13.42. <laughs> and the actual probable winner um, would be Arshad Khan. Um, left arm medium pacer from Mumbai Indians, bowled 85 balls and went at an economy rate of 13 point. Four. Again, so there you go. Him. There's some stats for you, Menace. Well, great awards. I'm not sure about the titles, but um, <laughs> love the spirit. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those listening on the podcast, and we'll be back with Ball Five. And for those not listening on the podcast, it was like it never happened. Welcome back to the IPL Super Over Show. I'm Menace. Joined by Paul Dennett. We've smashed through four balls. Two to go. I'll take this one. Scroll pack past Paul's numerous awards. Now, <laughs> got ball five here. And Paul and I are going to go out on a limb and pick our winning team from here. Also talk a little bit about the semifinal matchup. So, uh, Gujarat and Chennai are playing in the qualifier. The winner of that team goes through to the grand final. The loser plays the winner of the eliminator. So the eliminator is Mumbai v Lucknow. Loser goes home. Winner goes and plays the loser of the qualifier. So the key difference, as we were talking about before, is if you want to win from the eliminator, you have to win three in a row from there to win. I know you – don't give me the rule that example again. I'm just telling the listeners the way it works. If you, <laughs> if, you, if you play the 
qualify. You just need to win two, two, two matches out of three and you win the whole IPL. That's what, that wasn't related to my roulette example. My roulette example is you talking about that Gujarat have won matches leading up to it and therefore the streak can't continue. Well, I'm just saying it's harder for Mumbai and Lucknow to win from the eliminator. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, one... I don't disagree with that. Okay. Well, Obviously, only one team has won from there before. insane to disagree with that. Good. Just checking. Clearly, I don't understand roulette or gambling. <laughs> um, you're saying you're saying that it's going to be harder for Lucknow because they've already won three, and therefore, if they're going to win, they will have to win six in a row. And you're saying it's pretty yeah. hard to win six in a row. Yeah, yeah saying, you know, they want to get. They've that already won the three. They've already won mm-hmm. three. They, they, yeah, happened. that's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I agree. Uh, so only the Sunrisers in 2016 have won the IPL from the Eliminator. So it's only been done once before. In 2021, uh, Kolkata. Uh, made it to the final from the eliminator, but lost to CSK in the final. So that's the situation. Anything you want to add to that, Paul? Um, I mentioned before at the start, uh, just converting the betting odds to percentages, because I think they're easy, um, interesting. Uh, and as you would expect, the two teams that have the, the second bite at the cherry are the favourites. So Gujarat, 38.0% chance of winning, just ahead of Chennai, 37.7% chance of winning. And then Mumbai, 15.4% chance of winning. And Lucknow, friendless, only 9.1% chance of winning. And as I said, uh, I'm not predicting that Lucknow are going to win. But I, if I looked at those odds, given given everything, if I had to have money on it, I'd have Lucknow. They'd be about paying about $11. That's who I'd be backing. Interesting. Well, looking at the teams for me, my my head is telling me Gujarat. I, I would just they've just they've just been so consistent throughout this IPL. They they, do, they didn't they, nothing ever felt lucky for me with Gujarat. Like they've been on any kind of you know they've they've never sort of gone through any massive swings of form. They've always been consistent. So I just feel that you know they're they're really well set up for these finals. But then my heart says. Can CSK, the men in yellow, lift it one more time for NS Don- MS Donik? And then, then can he ride into the sunset with another IPL title, you know, 50 billion Indians cheering his retirement? Um, so my head says Gujarat, but my heart wants to say CSK. Oh, yeah, my head said, says Gujarat as well. I think that they are the, um, the deserved favourites, albeit by an absolute minuscule margin over CSK. It's interesting that the uh, opening two semis are both uh, in Chennai. So even though Gujarat came first, they'll be playing away uh, against CSK. But if they do make it through, well, whether they win or not, their next game, um, they'll then be at home for the rest of it because the, uh, the the second qualifier is at Ahmedabad, as, as is the final. So I suppose it'd be possible for Gujarat to lose uh, and then win their next two at home and win the whole thing. Yeah, so really interesting from here. All right, so that was ball five. Now ball six, Paul. You want to close out the super over? Yep, I do. Um, now where are we? Um, You're right six. down the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ball six, the final ball of the super over. is with great suspense about to be given right now. Our MVP so far. Now, Benners, I just... So for, the, so for those who don't, MVP is an American term that means most valuable player. If we're explaining letter grades, we better explain MVP. Yep, definitely. Um, 
And I, as always in these sorts of things, try to do it purely on numbers. Um, I, you know, I didn't ask ChatGPT because it's not up to date with live scores, but that's the sort of thing I do. And I just think if you look at the numbers, it's hard to go past someone who I don't know if it'd be on the top of um, most people's lists, but I can't go past Akshar Patel. Um, for Delhi Capitals in a well-beaten team that um, didn't really give a yelp. He finished as the most economical bowler um, in the entire tournament for those who had bowled you know, a, a sufficient sample size of overs. So an economy rate of 7.19 with the ball. And then with the bat, he got 283 runs at an average of 28 and a strike rate of 139. Um, so I just think that that output is, uh, I'd stand out against anyone else's in the tournament. Interesting. So I'm a little bit more nuanced, say, than Paul. So when I was looking at MVP, MVP, I, I ruled out basically all the teams that were eliminated. Because I'm like, well, great, you might be an MVP, but if your team has been knocked out of the IPO, you can't have been that good. So, so that ruled out. That's insane. Six, I mean, six teams. I looked yeah, at means- some stats. No, but that was like when I saw FAF, I'm like, okay, it was good. But, you know, your team's finished. Um, so that means that if... um. There's a, a relay race between four club runners who are good, decent runners, and then Usain Bolt, me, and you, and someone else, um, and we get eliminated. Even though Usain Bolt has run the fastest time in the race by miles, you've got to say, mate, you're in the losing side. You can't run. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was picking, both picking the MVP for that race, I would. That's <laughs> uh, bad luck. <laughs> Find better teammates. Find better teammates. Yeah. <laughs> Don't run with those two losers again. Um, so, um, so, so I, I, because I did sort of toy with, um, you know, some of the guys at the top of the batting um, charts and some of the other all-rounders, I really went, I liked, um, so I'll go with my number two. Marcus Stoinis is my number two. He's just been very good for luck now. And the, the stats don't tell the whole story. And I don't have the stats either, so I can't <laughs> tell that story. But, yeah, Stoinis was my number two. And then you mentioned him. So this is what I don't understand. You know, when you were going through your, you know, Mike Brearley Award, your uh, George Lohman Award, your Sid Barnes Award, um, all this stuff, <laughs> Rashid Khan's name kept coming up. Mm. He was he's, he's the most obvious most valuable player. So I've gone for Rashid Khan. 14 matches with an average of 47.5 with the bat. He's, well, you went through it before. 95 runs, high score of 79, not out, hit 11 sixes. You know, only was needed six times. And what I liked about him with the bat, clutch, clutch, and then top of the bowling, top of the bowling, leading wicket taker, 24 wickets, average in the. R- runs per over in the sevens. Seven point what? Oh, where is it? You've got it up here somewhere. Um, Seven point eight two. There you go. Under eight. I'll tell you what. You make a good case. Um, he's at least second for me. I'll stick with Axar Patel because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Um, but Axar Patel is my most valuable player, and Rashid but, Khan but is my second. I know my rules are. I sort of went for the teams that that um, did well, but, you know, Axar Patel and David Warner, you know, they were the stalwarts for Delhi. So he did have a great season. I do agree. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's a pretty good choice, Rashid Khan. It's got, um, but, yeah. but can, I, can I just say what I I just love watching him play. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that. You know, he's he's in the finals for the best catch of the IPL. You know, running in off the boundary and grabbing uh, the catch just off the carpet. He he hit ten sixes in one innings, and he's he doesn't have to bat much because his team's so good. And he, you know, he can obviously one of the greatest spin bowlers in T um, Twenty cricket history. So he's just the whole package. I'll tell you what, though, you would be tempted to, to in a, a knockout game or, you know, in the final or whatever else, to send him up the order. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what have you got to lose? Um, as a one-off, if I was the opposite opposition captain and he swarmed out to open the batting, I'd be like, oh, God, you know, this will probably get him out and it'll be fine. But if he lasts for five hours, it could you know, could be curtains for us. Absolutely. I think for Afghanistan, in some of the T20 matches I've seen, he bats a bit higher up the order. And he does pretty well. I mean, he's a fantastic T20 batter. He's, you know, the archetype, just swings at everything. He's got shots all around the park, and he's my most valuable player. His team finishes top of the table at the end of the group stage. And that is our six balls. And it's super over seven, done. Super over show, done. So, Paul, can you believe it? Four matches left. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be... um... It's going to be pretty thrilling. I'm on the Lucknow bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If they if they win, I'll sound like I'm a genius. If they don't, I'll never mention it again. Yeah, and I just love the way the regular season concluded. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Oh, no questions in the chat, so we'll wrap this one up. We'll be back um, at the end of the IPL with our final Super Over for the IPL season and such an exciting time for Cricket Unfiltered. So many good things to talk about. So obviously the World Test Championship and the Ashes are upcoming and we're going to be doing lots of great podcasts. Um, we've got some great episodes from last week where Paul, um, Jaleesa and myself wrapped up some of the cricket news. So if you missed that one, go back and give it a listen. Uh, also, I've got an exclusive interview with Phil Jakes, the former Australian left-handed batter and um, just um, just was released from the New South Wales coaching position late last year. So um, that'll be released later this week. So look out for that. I've got a couple more interviews as well. Um, so, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast app if you want uh, those interviews exclusive and early you can subscribe to our patreon they're in the description um but yeah thanks everybody for listening and we've got a live show coming up in sydney later this year paul where can the listeners find you uh paul.dedit on tiktok and also look us up on um tiktok cricket unfiltered um i have a plan to get active ahead of the ashes i've got a whole lot of things to put up there it just hasn't happened yet because life has got in the way. Um, so I reckon I'm an 80% chance that I will do it. 20% chance <laughs> you'll get nothing. <laughs> but there's an 80% chance that all this work I've been doing will pay off and I'll actually have some output um, ahead of the ashes. And I can tell you there'll be a 100% chance there'll be clips of Phil Jakes and my latest guest on Ben's Masterclass on our TikTok. So Paul is right. Go and follow it. And look, all the links to everything we were just blabbing on about are in the episode notes uh, if you're listening on a podcast. So. Thanks again. Um, Thanks, Paul. We'll be back next week. See you, everyone. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.